With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Bob Brill. He's Eric Kramer. And welcome to Kramer and Brill, a fantasy football podcast. From me, you get 50 years of knowledge playing fantasy sports. From Eric, you get the kind of insight you can only get from a guy who's been a top player on the NFL stage. Top-notch quarterback with the Bears, Lions, and the Chargers. He's been there, and he lends his firsthand knowledge to the things you need to guide your fantasy team to victory. Now, you can find us on Radio.com, mobile app, iTunes, Stitcher, Libsyn, and wherever you get your podcasts. The easiest way, perhaps, is just go to our website, KramerandBrill.com, and the podcasts are listed on the podcast page. Or you can find them by clicking at the top of the homepage. Just check it out. It says click here for the current podcast. And KramerandBrill.com, you can also reach us. Uh, by the way, via the contact page. And if you have any questions, any questions at all that you'd like answered, just send us an email, and it's right there on the contact page. As long as we get it by Tuesday morning, we'll answer it on the podcast. So and all this is free, so that's the cool thing. Let me introduce to you my friend, colleague, and co-host, Eric Kramer. Well, Eric, week two's in the books. Let's take a look at how we did. It was a very disappointing week as far as injuries are concerned, and that means the waiver wire will be hot, hot, hot. For me, my best prediction, uh, I hate to say, was with my favorite team, Pittsburgh. I said to stay away from the Steeler defense. Hurts, doesn't it? Yeah, it really does. And be wary about starting Ben Roethlisberger. As a matter of fact, I didn't start Ben Roethlisberger this week, and I actually won. If I'd have started him, I would have lost. Uh, ben went down with an elbow injury after only 75 yards. He had surgery. He's out for the season. Personal note here. You may remember the last Hall of Fame quarterback the Steelers had saw his career end with an elbow injury. The very last pass Terry Bradshaw ever threw was a touchdown pass against the Jets, which put the key, uh, team ahead for good in that game and into the playoffs. It was at the half. It was the last play of the half. Also, Bent replaced Tommy Maddox in his rookie season and went on to take the team to the playoffs, beginning his Hall of Fame career. So just a couple of notes there you just want to think about if you're a Steeler fan. Which brings me to another point. The past two weeks, I have strongly suggested you pick up Ben's backup, Mason Rudolph. Ben's 37, Rudolph beat out Dobbs, who was traded, and he really looks good. All he did was complete 12 of 19 through two touchdown passes to Vance McDonald, who Eric and I both said needed to get more involved. Kudos for us on that one. I also said not to start the Steeler defense. They gave up 28 big points to Seattle despite several sacks. Both of us liked Russell Wilson this week, and he was terrific with both his arm and feet. And who knows? Rudolph may be going to the Hall of Fame now, too. It could be. I mean, you know, I, <laughs> I, I really like this kid, you know. And the cool mm-hmm. thing is, and we're going to talk about this when we get to the Steeler game, is James Washington. So... Uh, Drew Brees, also having surgery, going to miss at least six weeks. So pick up Teddy Bridgewater as his backup, but don't start him just yet. Dak Prescott was a solid starter for both of us. We were both high on him. He was near perfect on the day, throwing three more TDs, gave him seven on the season. Eli Manning is out. Uh, Eric, you predicted that uh, at least by week eight, if not sooner, um, Daniel Jones was going to be starting there. Kudos could, to you. We could be heading there. Yeah, it's a, uh, they announced this morning. They announced this morning okay. that he, uh, Eli is out. Uh, Daniel Jones is the starter for week three. So let's look at our advice from last week. Eric, like Jimmy Garoppolo, who put up 41 points on the board, 297 yards and three touches. 
Andy Dalton with 311 yards passing, Jacoby Brissett with three TDs, and Case Keenum, who was rather pedestrian, but he still had a good game. He also liked Derek Carr and Phillip Rivers. Both were solid starts. Rivers with 293, plus uh, he didn't get a touchdown pass. So he also liked Josh Allen, who threw for 253 and a score and ran for another. I like Carson Wentz, who started very poorly but came on strong. I like Gardner Minshew, who looked okay despite a lackluster performance and added 56 yards rushing. I said you'd get volume from Joe Flacco. He threw 50 times, 292 yards. I actually like Kyler Murray. Eric didn't. He cranked for 349 in the air. <laughs> Thank you. I also like Cam Newton, who put up 333 but didn't get a touch. So we both thought Kirk Cousins would go back to being the old Kirk Cousins, and he put up 32 passes, 230, while neither of us expected Drew Brees to go down and Teddy Bridgewater to even play. Our running backs, I said to start Matt Breida with Devin Col uh, Tevin Coleman out, and he did. He rushed for 121. My wife liked that because she had him. James Conner was a bust. She's listening to you, huh? Yeah, and she is. Right, well, you know, sometimes she does, sometimes she doesn't. But uh, she's learning. Selective, yeah. Yeah. James, yeah, as they say, I have selective hearing when it comes to her, but that's another story. James Conner was a bust. He got hurt. Uh, looks like he's okay for the rest of the week, though. I like Chris Thompson, who scored in double figures via the air. Josh Jacobs had 99 yards rushing. We both like Marlon Mack. He rushed for 51, caught a couple of passes. It was definitely a wide receiver day for sure. We both like Chris Godwin, Nelson Angelor. Uh, Calvin Ridley and John Ross, who had over 100 yards receiving. We were also high on Tyler Lockett, Christian Kirk, Terry McLaurin, and especially you. You were really high on him. And mm -hmm. I, on your advice, I picked him up on the way more. And Marquise Goodwin, who were all solid. I like DK Metcalf, who had a touchdown on three catches. Tight ends were both high on Mark Andrews, who came through with another eight catches, 112 and a touch. I demoted Eric Ebron, but Eric liked him, and he was right. solid. Three catches, yep. touchdown. He, you know, t tight ends are usually it touchdown happens. dependent. So. A, we were both enamored with TJ Hawkinson, who ended up with just one catch for seven yards on three targets. So I also like Cortland Sutton, had four catches for 40. Now, we said to pick up these defenses. San Francisco, Houston, the Ravens, Packers, Titans. All were good choices, except the Ravens had a little bit of an off week point-wise. And in the Monday night game, we both like Le'Veon Bell and Odell Beckham. He had, they had breakout nights. Uh, the Jets look awful otherwise, and Cleveland doesn't look like uh, considering that uh, – They'll look great considering they played the Jets. So any surprises, any uh, disappointments for you as we get ready to move into the injury situation? Well, okay, first of all, when you, you mentioned Dak Prescott mm -hmm. and, the, and the day he had. So he, in my opinion, he's mm -hmm. having an MVP type of season along with Pat Mahomes. I'm, I'm agreeing with you there. People yeah. were, before the season began, God, can Mahomes throw for another 5,000 yards right. and 50 touchdowns? Well, right now after two games on pace to – throw for, I think, 6,500 yards mm -hmm. and about 56 touchdowns. Yeah, it's, it's so, amazing. Just amazing. And, and Prescott's right there with him. Um, Dak's, Dak's going to get paid. Well, <laughs> he comes he, up every week. Yeah, yeah. Jerry Jones keeps saying, it's imminent. It's imminent. You're going to get paid. We just haven't worked well, out the details. for Jerry yet. Jones's sake, I hope it is. Because if it's not, you're not going to be able to afford him. So Gardner Minshew, I think, uh, you know, to me impressed over this past weekend just with you know, this is an all-new position to him being and playing to begin with. And he just looked solid. He looked poised. He had great leadership. He was accurate with the ball. He was also the leading rusher Yeah. after the game. So, um, and I think Kirk Cousins, as you mentioned, he was, you know, back to being Kirk Cousins where, again, in the fourth quarter, game on the line, he throws an interception on first down yeah. in the end zone. 
which is, it was a sort of a desperate heave to begin with, which is not something you do on first down. You know, we we were discussing this last week. Well, the first game he threw 10 passes. Now he throws 32. Mm-hmm. Or was it going to be that same type of thing? Dalvin Cook had another great game. I mean, they dominated. Yep. But uh, did you expect him to throw as much as he did? Yeah. I just, you know, you're not going to win a uh, week in and out in the NFL throwing 10 passes and, you know, you're not going to put your running back in a position to stay healthy for 16 games doing that either. So. I mean, obviously, the Rams are working on that with Gurley. And they, did, they didn't pay Kirk Cousins $87 million in three years to throw 10 passes a game. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so, um, anyway, I just thought, uh, you know, um, that was, you know, kind of telling that uh, Kirk, I think, is a very good quarterback. He just, again, just like last year, happens to make the wrong play at the wrong time often enough where it starts to stand out after a while. Is that the knock on him uh, so from a, from coming a quarterback into the standpoint, season, from yeah. a player standpoint? Yeah, I mean, he numbers-wise, he had a very good year last year. It's just he he happened to turn the ball over at some critical times in the game, which is partly why they didn't make the playoffs. Um, well, I'll switch over here and just my surprises and disappointments start mm-hmm. with Mitchell Trubisky. I just thought the Bears, man, could not do anything but – go to the Super Bowl again, or not again, mm-hmm. but go this year. And he's just started out, come off a last last week's game through 120 yards and no touchdowns, which brings everybody else right down right. with him um, weapon-wise. The one guy that did come through for the Bears, who I don't think anybody saw coming through this year, was Eddie Pinero so far with uh, the game winner at the end of the season for 53 <laughs> yards. Right, they could have used let, him last year. Let me go back to when we did the uh, NFC – North preview season. Uh, somebody pointed out, don't pick any kickers on the Bears. <laughs> yeah, well, you have to wait, man. You have to wait. Um, you know, going back to the positives, though, I think, uh, you know, as I mentioned, uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes is having a fantastic year. And then all of the guys around him, McCall Hardman, who nobody knew about before this preseason began, all of a sudden he stepped up. Marcus Robinson had a, a big week himself with a couple touchdowns. Damian uh, Williams. What's that? Damian Williams looks da- good. Yep, Damian Williams. Kelsey's still one of the best tight ends in the league. Um, I think also I, something that has stood out to me so far has been Lamar Jackson, who himself is having a, a fantastic yeah. start to this season. Also, I think an MVP candidate uh, that could rival uh, Patrick Mahomes over in the AFC. And, um, you know, I think what nobody saw coming, at least not me anyway, was uh, fantasy football-wise, was Case Keenum and the Redskins mm-hmm. and how he oh, has yeah. thrived so far just after two games. But his guy, what, averaging over 22, I think, fantasy points a game. Um, Todd Gurley to me, is back. Even though his fantasy numbers have not been skyrocketing mm-hmm. so far, he has shown me an, uh, an explosive burst. And when they need yards, when, they need, when they're in the red zone, they, he's the guy that they go to. And I think and Sean McVay is doing the right thing. He's not overworking him early. No doubt. Because he saw what happened last year at the end of the season. He was gassed and, yeah. and, and the injury started happening. And So he's using uh, Brown quite a bit, Malcolm Brown, yep. to, to um, run the ball and even catch the ball a little bit, but especially run the ball to give Todd uh, Gurley a breather. Yep, good point. And, I, and Cooper Cup, you know, mm-hmm. exploded this week. And I think that's something that's going to, along with uh, Robert Woods and Brandon Cooks, that gives them a third guy in their passing game to stretch the field. And, you know, 
think about this. He's always going to get, if it's man coverage, he's going to get that team's third best cornerback. Mm-hmm. And he just, whoever it was in the Saints have a pretty good secondary. He just took over. Uh, I think the Bears, uh, you know, um, what I have here, the, for, the former Bears and, and <laughs> as a former Bears and, and Lions guy, one thing that was an unpleasant surprise this past weekend and last couple of weeks has been the Packers' defense. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I hate to say it, but holding the Bears to three points was pretty good. And then they held uh, uh, the Vikings this week to 16 points. So yeah, two divisional games. I mean, that's pretty impressive. Too. Yep, and here they are, 2-0, which was the big, the big story leading into the season was how are Rodgers and Matt LaFleur going to mm-hmm. solve anything, and who cares because yeah. their defense is playing well right now. Yeah. And they're 2-0. So I think, uh, you know, moving on to the 49ers, you got Garoppolo. I don't think he's back healthy now, but no, I don't – think, at least I didn't, uh, as many guys as they added defensively, I did not think they would come together this quickly. Yeah, I, I, I was surprised too. And they're playing my Steelers this week, so yep. that's kind of a toss-up for yep. me. Yep, and then they've got the three-headed uh, trio there at uh, running back mm-hmm. with Breida, Mozart, uh, Mostert, and, and Wilson and have just been, you know, I think – thriving fantasy football number-wise. Yeah, we're going to we're talking about Mostert. Uh, I mean, he was a, a heavy waiver wire guy uh, overnight. Yep. And uh, so uh, I think we're going to, we're going to talk oh, about good, him. Good, good. And I think the, the one thing I did not see at all was the Patriots' defense. Here they are now after two games giving up 1.5 points a game. Another shutout. Yeah, basically. I mean, it's amazing. So it's, uh, you know, and, and if you look ahead at what their next five games are, it's the Jets. The Bills, the Redskins, the Giants, and the Jets. So, again. And two of those are the, one of the weakest teams in football, and they're both divisional games, the Jets, yeah. both times. Yeah. So, there's not a strong offensive team in there. So, uh, well, I'm glad I picked up Gronk because uh, you said if they're in contention, <laughs> <laughs> Gronk's coming Which back. they will be at that point, yeah. <laughs> I don't think they're not going to be in contention the way they're playing. Well, as per the usual, there are plenty of injuries, which will make you, know, you change your roster, and we'll get to the guys you should be looking to pick up as well. On the injury side, we've already mentioned both Rosselsberger and Breeze. Uh, James Conner is someone you need to just keep an eye on. Supposedly he's okay, but keep an eye on him. David Johnson was nursing a wrist injury. Michael Gallup was getting an MRI in his knee in Dallas. Tight end Taylor Higby, Tyler Higby has been out uh, with some issues as uh, nearly everyone in the Eagles, Alshon Jeffrey, Deshaun Jackson, tight end Dallas Goddard, all out early, and you should be watching the NFL Wires late in the week on these guys when the injury reports come out. Guys you want to look at early this week to pick up. Uh, I like Mason Rudolph of the Steelers, as I mentioned. You should also be sold on Kyler Murray, uh, Gardner Minshew, uh, Jacoby Brissett if you haven't. Ito Smith of Atlanta looks like he's going to get more volume now, as does Miles Sanders of the Eagles, who ran the ball a lot. Along with Mason Rudolph, you should also keep an eye if you have a spot on your roster for uh, in a dynasty league, especially Delvin Hodges, who the Steelers like, and they promoted him to Rudolph's backup in college. He set some fa- phenomenal numbers. Also, Daniel Jones with um, Eli Manning uh, being replaced. Uh, before I get on to the rest of the guys on the waiver wire, I want to bring up something. Do you think, since Daniel Jones is now going to start, do you think if you need a quarterback that you should pick up Eli Manning? And do you also think that other teams in the NFL who need quarterbacks, New Orleans being one, uh, some other teams also uh, maybe the Giants might be wanting to trade Eli to somebody? There's not one team, I don't think, that would trade for Eli Manning. Really? No. Not at all? No way. Wow. 
two-time Super Bowl quarterback. You, you just think he's done. He's toast at this point? Yeah, I do. I, I think a lot of – and just talk to Giant fans, and I don't mean just this year, mm-hmm. like the last several years. So he, um, I don't think Eli Manning um, – You would take Teddy Bridgewater over Eli Manning? I would. Wow. Yep. Because I just think that tr- Teddy Bridgewater – and here's why. I think and, – and here's who I think really would take – Teddy Bridgewater over Eli Manning, and that's Sean Payton. Because I think so far this Saints offense has been tailored for Drew Brees. Mm. And Sean Payton's smart enough guy that he'll tailor what's going to be from here on for these next or several Teddy weeks Bridgewater. for Teddy Bridgewater. Okay. So I just that's just my own personal belief. But okay. uh, I think, um, you know, as I look at, you know, one of the guys I believe in now that I wasn't so sure about when he started was Gord, uh, Gardner Minshew. Mm-hmm. And he, I remember that, yeah. He looked, to me, this past weekend, even against the Chiefs in the first game, where he just took control of the game from the, f- on his side of the ball. Mm-hmm. Now, they didn't score a ton of points against the Texans, but that doesn't mean he didn't do his job. So, um, you know, I think uh, which if you like Gardner Minshew, which I do, that makes you like Chris Conley and DJ Chark, who right. also produced this past week as – you know, his main targets receiving-wise. I'm not a big fantasy football believer in um, in their running back. What's the uh, – Oh, Fournette. Fournette. Leonard yeah. Fournette. Yeah, I'm not either. I, I don't think he's – um, you know, he's not enough of a game-breaker type back to do that and, and not enough in the passing game as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, you know, guys that, that I do look for as pickups would be like, uh, you know, Josh Allen, uh, Devin Singletary if he gets over this hamstring issue. Uh, I like all the uh, the Bengals, you know, offense. I think they've all adapted well to Zach Taylor's play calling and, and the system he's brought in. Jacoby Brissett, who I think uh, just be another NC State quarterback, is, <laughs> you know, has shown me. And you get on me for being a Steelers homer. Well, <laughs> that's okay. But these guys are all coming out of one place right now. That's so true. Jacoby Brissett, I think, has shown just in a couple games this year that he is in control you know, it's really impressive to me that he's now stepped in, not just replacing any quarterback as a starter, but replacing Andrew Luck. And that it doesn't seem like, to me, that his, um, he has wavered off of what his focus has been. So he's playing good, and I see no reason not to pick him up if you don't have him already. Mm-hmm. Case Keenum, I think the same way. He's, he's been solid producer and uh, will continue to be so. I like the Raiders, uh, you know, everything they do offensively, which means Tyrell Williams is, a, you know, a, a definite pickup if you haven't already. Andy Dalton with the, with the Bengals, I think, is showing again that uh, he and Tyler Boyd are good, solid pickups. Uh, I'm just not sold on – I don't think I will be on the Titans, Marcus Mariota, or Derrick Henry as an every-week starter. Mm-hmm. If you're fortunate to have them on a, on a week that they do produce, great for you. But uh, I don't see them as an every week starter. Well, other players uh, I'd look uh, to seriously uh, include on the waiver wires: uh, Raheem Mostert, uh, who we talked no about doubt. on the Niners, rushed for eighty three yards, uh, caught three passes and a touch. He'll be active this week on the waiver wire for sure. If he isn't, uh, I know that I, I looked at midnight last night and guys were picking him up left and right. Two older guys who should get some buzz: Frank Gore, Carlos Hyde looked pretty good. Carlos Hyde looked really good. Yeah, he really did. Peyton Barber, if he's available, eighty two yards and a score. I like Royce Freeman if he's available. Demarcus Robinson with KC had six right. catches, one hundred and seven. 
172 yards and two touches. So you know he's going to be, if he's available, he's going to be a top priority. I like Debo Samuel, Curtis Samuel. Benny Fowler, the Giants, is getting targeted, which uh, I'm not so sure about tight end Will Disley in Seattle just yet. Darren Waller is someone to watch. Uh, Jordan Wilkins of the Colts broke off a 55-yarder. He's someone sure to gain some attention to the wires. He may not be ready but you know, because he, he's going to split time with Mac this week. Uh, but he is worth a look at some deeper leagues. Uh, defenses, the Falcons rebounded. We're still liking the 49ers and the Titans at this point. Stay away from Pittsburgh as the injuries have mounted. However... They did make hmm. a trade uh, for uh, <laughs> a, a, a defensive make back. Make it Fitzpatrick. Yeah, I, yep. you know, uh, they get the thing is the Steelers never trade number one draft picks. I don't think they traded a number one draft pick since Buddy Parker was around. Okay, and okay. they just don't. Oh, it would take it. a Steelers fan to even know who that is. Yeah, well, you know, and the thing about it is they don't do that. And but what they got in trade for a number one, was a number one, mm-hmm. a defensive back who's a, who's a solid player, one of the best players there. And I was amazed when I saw it happen. I was excited because that's what they need. Um, and Well, well what, what's what they need? A good, solid defensive back. But he's not a corner. They, yeah, I know, but they've got two decent corners. Well, they, one and, of them's banged up, right? Yeah, and, but, you know, uh, and it's up. Whether Hayden is Hayden looks to be okay this week, mm-hmm. uh, but they needed um, you know um, Sean um, Davis has been out mm-hmm. and uh, not healthy yet, so I think that's probably going to be he's going to play one of those safety positions. So once he works his way in, it was a surprising pickup for me because I don't like you said they don't trade away number one draft picks to start. And this season, if you're a Steelers fan mm-hmm. or in in the Steelers front office, this does not look like they're going to the playoffs or the Super Bowl or anything like that, you'd think they would start, you know, preparing for the future. So why would you be trading away draft picks? Unless Minka Fitzpatrick next year is going to be that guy that makes a difference. I think he's going to make a difference this year. Okay. It may take a couple of games. Yeah. Uh, I And like I said, I, I think this week. But you see this year, track. how much of a difference is Minka Fitzpatrick going to make? I think a, a big enough in difference. In their record uh, overall. I, I still think the Steelers are going to be in contention for that division and for a playoff spot because now it's time to turn it. If they lose the, against the 49ers, I'll change my tune. But I think uh, <laughs> okay. they, this week they turn it around, and I think uh, – I just think Mason Rudolph is, is – You're know, a believer. I, I am. Right. I, I think he's a click guy. Okay. Um, also, um, so we said stay away from the Pittsburgh defense this week as the injuries have mounted despite the pickup. And the Browns, the Bengals, Redskins, and Dolphins all are awful at this point. So stay away from those. The, Brown, um, the Browns are awful, huh? Yeah, I don't like the Browns. I, I just, as you know, a team? As they a played def- the Jets. As a defense. As a defense. I, I would not pick them up this week. Hmm. They played okay. the Jets they did. this week. They, they just haven't clicked yet. I don't, I don't think they're ready. Okay. Okay, let's go to game one, Thursday night. Uh, Titans and Jaguars. The Jags held a powerful Texans offense to 13 points in a losing effort while the Titans gave up 19 to Indy in a loss. The only Titans I'm starting here, Delaney Walker, Derrick Henry. Definitely sit Mariota, Corey Davis, and A.J. Brown. He's a coin flip, Eric. Well, I like, you know, on the other side with the Jaguars, I'm a believer now in Gar- uh, Gardner Minshew. Um I think he gives them the stability they need at quarterback. Everyone thought coming into the season it was going to be Nick Foles. Mm-hmm. Now he's out. But I think Gardner Minshew fills that role nicely, which means I think Chris Conley and DJ Chark continue to do what they did last week, and that's be productive in the passing game and catch passes, score touchdowns. 
Well, Bengals and Bills, I like uh, all the Bengals this week, as you already mentioned. You you like them all as well. Andy Dalton looks solid. Joe Mixon hasn't done anything yet. He's due to break out. I'm not so sure the Bills' D is for real. Uh, start them if you got them. Keep an eye on the Bills. Uh, Devin Singletary, who you already mm-hmm. mentioned, uh, he did go out with a hammy. Uh, if he's good to go, I'd make him a flex play. Uh, same with Frank Gore. I'm not sold yet on Josh Allen, but I think he's serviceable. John Brown is a definite wide receiver one. Yeah, I mean, if you have, if you're choosing between, uh, say, Dak Prescott and uh, Josh Allen, I wrote Dak Prescott. Well, yeah. But if you don't have, uh, to me, I think Josh Allen has proved himself so far, even though it's only been two games. I think his decision making's gotten better. He's still athletic, and he can, and he's still got options around him. That was the one thing well, I know you talked about uh, earlier. When we did the preview shows was his decision making, and you thought if he could get better there. He was going to be uh, close to being one of those yeah. top line quarterbacks. I, I do. I, I think he's on his way. He's not there yet, but I think he's on his way. And he's making, uh, you know, I think more solid decisions. He's delivering the ball accurately. He's deciding to throw it away earlier, mm-hmm. which is a good thing. And uh, and like I said, in the running game, he's still athletic and can still make plays with his feet. I guess that happens when you get hit uh, a lot of times that you make that decision to throw that ball away quicker. Right, right. <laughs> and the rules yeah. are different from I mean, you used to play. They're, well, yeah, they are. And, you know, you, you can see them starting to happen this season already. And quarterbacks getting, you know, the guy landing on a quarterback is somehow a personal foul roughing the passer penalty. Mm-hmm. So, But for Josh Allen last week, they're calling down in the red zone QB sweeps. Yeah. And he's scoring touchdowns. So fantasy football-wise – that, He's a great pick. That makes me think Josh Allen's a good play. Yeah. Uh, Lions-Eagles. Lions uh, facing another tough defense this week. That doesn't speak well for Matt Stafford, who threw two picks last week, but overall was really good. Uh, better options may exist at quarterback, while Kenny Galladay is going to get targeted like a wide receiver one that he is. I think T.J. Hawkinson will get more looks than the three he had this week, uh, so start him. For the Eagles, if they are available, start the entire receiving core, but the question is, will they be injury-free? Now, if not, then I think Wentz is a coin flip. If two of the three top wideouts are good to go, then I think Wentz is a definite start. Miles Sanders is worth a flex look if you want to take a chance there. And again, keep an eye on the NFL injury reports on this one. Okay, let's Wentz. Okay, Alshon Jeffrey played all of about, what, six or seven plays yeah. last week? And Jackson didn't play at all. And that Aguilar was a star. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ertz was a star. Mm-hmm. So he can make whatever he's got around him work. And he himself, when he runs the ball, is also a threat. And I was glad to see him uh, get the, the touchdown that, and a couple of sneaks that they, yeah. they did put in. I, you know, Aguilar, to me, has always been a solid slot receiver. I mean, I, I always thought he's he, – and he had some great years early on. I mean, he came from out of nowhere, uh, and he and Wentz hooked up good. But, you know, but I think he still needs at least one, if not two, of those guys to really make – uh, this game against Detroit. Um, yeah, I agree. I mean, football. hopefully Deshaun Jackson will be back healthy again. Maybe not, but uh, you know, and that's a groin injury. That is. That, you know, that is. affects speed. So. Mm-hmm. But uh, flipping over to the Lions, I think Stafford every week is a solid start. Hmm. I mean, his fantasy numbers every year are right there with everyone's at, at the top of the board. He's right there every single year, which I think makes. Galladay and every day, every week start. Carry on Johnson yeah. was solid in the running game and the passing game. Doesn't have great hands, but they don't try to get him out running routes. They try to throw him screen passes. So uh, that's where he excelled last week. I just think that uh, you know the Lions 
have shown me enough so far that defensively they're going to stay in games. Right. They're not a great defensive team just yet, but they've got excellent talent there. And I think Stafford is still doing what Matthew Stafford does, and that's you know move the ball down the field and score points. Just Patriots. Hard to go against the Patriots here. Uh, Antonio Brown had four <laughs> snares and a touch in his debut. Doesn't seem to matter who they play. No, I know. Brady's Brady. Edelman and Gordon did produce. Now, here's the rub, which I mentioned last week. We talked about this. Antonio Brown had eight targets. Gordon had five. No one else on the team had more than four, including Edelman. So keep an eye on these guys because I think, and I know you disagreed with me last week, I think with Antonio Brown, He's going to get more targets than the other guys. It's going to cut down on their production. And that could cause some friction if uh, Bill, Belichick won't allow it to happen. But I think there could be some friction there eventually. Sonny Michelle had uh, 21 yep. carries, cutting down on James White's opportunity. So against the Jets in a divisional game, start Michelle. On the Jets side of things, Jets are a real mess. No quarterback uh, after numbers one and two are out. And the only start there, I think, is Le'Veon Bell. Well, going back to the Patriots, my thought coming in for last week with A.B.'s first game in action would be that Brady himself would kind of scale back on how much he looks Antonio Brown. But he didn't. And so, in my, my opinion, A.B. didn't do anything to hurt himself moving forward, which means that Brady's only going to continue to mm-hmm. throw more passes to him. I don't really see – it didn't affect Edelman. His production didn't waver from the week before. Um, Josh Gordon, I think, is always going to be what he's always been, which is an inconsistent performer. A.B. or no A.B. So if you're a Josh Gordon fantasy football owner, hopefully you playing him on one of the few weeks that he does produce really well. Uh, So I I don't know. I think the Patriots are still, you know, whoever's playing for them, start them if you've got them. uh, uh, But I think that – you know, there's no downside, really, to me with the Patriots. The Jets, obviously, we've covered them. Right. There's no one really left to play offensively for them right and, now. And the, and the Pats' defense is just amazing, yep. as you mentioned before. What, three points in two games? When, when Le'Veon Bell is a great option, but when he's your only option, right. he's the guy Belichick's going to take away. Exactly. Uh, Raiders-Vikings, Derek Carr to Terrell Williams seems to be the new cry in Oakland. So either of those guys are good starts, as is Josh Jacobs, until the rookie has a bad game. Uh, if you have strong running backs, you might consider Jacobs a flex play because of the strength of the Minnesota defense. Hunter Renfro is getting the targets, but against Minnesota, I'd only take him as a flex play. The question is, Kirk Cousins, which one's going to show up? Well, uh, Delvin Cook, well, he's, he's continuing to play massively well. And uh, I, I think that... Uh, uh, Cousins throwing 32 passes or 10 passes. That's your big question. Uh, Thielen is a must-play. Diggs, to me, is a number two option, although they, they're, he and Thielen are splitting targets, and they're almost exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Um, it just depends on which one's going to get the production. So I think if you have either one of them, you have to start them, unless you've got a better option. But you, know, you may look at a flex play rather than a wide receiver play. I think that's pretty good. There's not a lot I can add here. Um, you know, I think that, uh, like I said, Tyra Williams, I think, is a fantastic option. And you, you covered it with J- with uh, Josh Jacobs, is an excellent running back. And, you know, I, I, everybody you just mentioned here on both sides, I think, is solid. Diggs, obviously, to me, is the, of between he and Thielen, is the number one guy. Cause Thielen in the red, Diggs better. Yeah. They, well, they seem to go to him more in the red zone. Oh, good point. Good point. 
Uh, Ravens Chiefs. Oh, you like this game, don't you? <laughs> Chiefs get their first real taste of a really tough defense in Baltimore this week. I know you don't think they're as tough as they are. But no, well, I, you, I, I, I've been proven wrong. All right. It may slow down Mahomes, and it won't take him off his game very much. However, he may be playing from behind a lot because Lamar Jackson may be putting up some points. And the first real matchup of these two fine young quarterbacks. I like them both, obviously, to start. I would not start any Casey running backs, but I would start any of their mainline receivers. I would start Mark Ingram for the Ravens, Marquise Brown, Mark Andrews, although expect the Casey defense to cut him down uh, to maybe a pedestrian look. But for him, his pedestrian well, looks r- really good for tight end standards, <laughs> you know, for sure. But uh, I, I, I know where you love these two guys. These I do. I do. And, and I didn't know coming into the season like anyone else did, really, about Lamar Jackson. And No, but, no, no, no. You told me in one of the early games, don't be humble here, you told me Lamar Jackson was going to be great this year. He finished, what, the last six wins mm-hmm. of the season. And so I'm not going to let you get away with that. You're not going to let me make you know here. <laughs> my uh, my he, point being how they said they were going to, and really it was the media saying how they, they were going to be so dynamic this year that something in the, that the NFL had not seen before. And I think they've proven themselves right. And I didn't know Lamar Jackson was going to be so uh, much improved passing the ball as he has been down the field. And um, so I, right now, the Ravens, and, and defensively, they've looked great. So I have no reason to believe they wouldn't continue that. And I think the Chiefs, it's a great matchup. Both dynamic offenses. I think the Chiefs have improved defensively. So I think this is going to be a great game to watch. It's going to be a great. They're going to put up both great fantasy numbers between their individual players. So, yeah, I would say start them all. Yeah, and I think the sports bars will be filled on this one. No doubt. (laughs) Falcons, Colts, Jordan Wilkins getting attention and it's worth a flex play against Atlanta this week. Max still remains number one, though. Brissett is going to face a tough test. Uh, He's still a go. I like Eric Ebron over Jack Doyle, but he is touchdown dependent, which isn't a bad thing. Uh, For the Falcons, Edo Smith is a decent flex play this week if you don't have anyone better, but he's going to get more volume and pretty much everyone else on the squad to start. Uh, I would shy away from the Colts D, even though they looked good last week. Atlanta just has too many weapons. Atlanta's D coin flip uh, and it depends on which uh, one it's going to show up well that's pretty good i i like uh you know i, I i'm a big believer right now in jacoby Brissett and uh everything that he's involved with in the offense he's you know i think making great decisions the, the, the coaching staff as well as the players around him have a lot of faith in what he's doing which makes guys like ty hilton productive and uh again um you know, everybody, I think, uh, with the Colts is going to be productive, as is, as with the Falcons. I mean, they were – think about last year how productive the Falcons were offensively, and yet they went, went 7-9. Yeah, they, you know? just, they just seem to never really put it together and get over the top. You know? yep. They're in a tough division, too. They are. Um, they are, but I think, you know, the Carolina Panthers look to be down so yeah. far this year. Uh, the Buccaneers are sort of inconsistent in the last or a couple games and throughout the preseason, so – you know, I think that it's there. for If the Falcons can turn this thing around in the next two, three weeks and come out of this, you know, being 4-1, and 5-1, and one, I think, uh, you know, things look bright for them going forward. Does the, here's a question for you. Does Julio Jones get surpassed by Calvin Ridley at this Could point? Could be. Could be. I mean, I Calvin mean, Ridley's just playing. Uh, add last year to this year, he's playing out of his mind. No doubt. No doubt. But when when the game was on the line and they had to have a play and the all-out blitz Julio was coming, who would they go to? <laughs> yeah. So that, until that stops, I think it's going to be Julio Jones leading that receiving court. 
Broncos Packers, Aaron Rodgers back to being Aaron Rodgers. Joe Flacco will get more volume again, so either is a decent start. Emmanuel Sanders a definite start getting double-digit targets these days. I like both Royce Freeman and Philip Lindsay's flex starts. If you don't already have them, pick up Noah Fant as a backup tight end. He won't break out this week, but soon. Deshaun Hamilton's coin flip as his court on Sutton, uh, Sutton this week. I liked him last week. He's a coin flip this week. Rodgers will pick apart the Broncos' D, so stay away from that. And I like any and all Packer wideouts this week against the Broncos' D. Pick them for at least a flex play, and that includes uh, Marquis uh, Valdez-Scantling, whose name I wish they'd just changed to one or the other. <laughs> <laughs> you know, some of these guys are an announcer's nightmare. I, know, I got a feel for Al, uh, Al and, and Chris and some of these guys, uh, you know, you ha- you would have to play. be a like a Packers every game announcer to get all these you know. At get, least it's not hockey. Yeah, true. The NHL, you know, the guys There's there. There's no are French just, pronunciation oh, in the NFL. Yeah, well, right? not only that, you got the Czechs and the Russians right. and, the, <laughs> and the Finns and and Lord help you, you know, you look at names and it's like, oh my gosh, uh, I I I I grew up, you know, liking hockey announcers because obviously I wanted to be uh, a sports announcer, and did become one and am one. Um, but I didn't really gain a lot of respect for hockey announcers until probably the 90s when the Russians came over and it was like, okay, okay, you had Russians, Finns, and Czechs. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Thank goodness for Yarmy Yager. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you can spe- spell it phonetically and then that will help you. But uh, I think, the, as you said, uh, you know, the Packers – seem to be offensively uh, getting things together slowly but surely. And defensively, they're solid, which means, to me, it's tough to start any Broncos this week. Um, but I think the Packers, you know, Aaron Rodgers is going to continue to do what he's always done. And as you said, uh, all the Packer receivers are, are likely starts, I think, this week. Um, and I think for the Broncos, you know, as this thing goes along, I'm – Joe Flacco is going to make some plays here and there, uh, as he did at the end of the game last week against the Bears with a touchdown pass to Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, but I think overall, I think you know Joe. I don't think does. I don't think he's dynamic enough in the pocket, moving around and making plays to be an every week starter in fantasy football. If you had to choose between Kirk Cousins, who is sort of inconsistent, mm-hmm. or Joe Flacco, who's going to get some volume. Who would you pick? I think I'd take Kirk Cousins just because yeah. he's got more weapons around him. Yeah, uh, I, can, I can see you that. Know, you've got a dynamic running back in Delvin Cook. Mm-hmm. You've got two two of the best receivers in the NFL and Adam Thielen and uh, uh, Stephon Diggs. I, that's just me. But I think, uh, you know, and they're, 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 the Vikings, I think, are a good, young, up-and-coming offense. That just, that's why I would take Kirk Cousins. Gotcha. Dolphins, Cowboys. Dak to have another big day. Elliott will break out this week. Start anyone on the Cowboys except <laughs> Michael Gallup. And don't start anyone on the Dolphins. Also, the Cowboys defense is a winner this week. I'd be shocked if the D didn't score 20 fantasy points. Yeah, uh, worth a definite pickup if available. Michael Gallup is a bench uh, play, uh, though, due to the injury. And there is no reason if he is even partially healthy the Cowboys to use them. They have plenty of other options. They don't need them. And if he is still slightly injured, I would definitely shy away from Michael Gallup. Although he, had, he looks really good, I think the injury uh, and his I think competition on the team. Yeah, I think you're right. But I think overall, Gallup's going to be the guy that breaks out. I want to say breakout 
over the course of the season, is going to be the most productive uh, Cowboy receiver. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I like Amari, Amari Cooper, and uh, I, Randall Cobb is just, what's he, a billion years old now? Yeah. <laughs> He's been at it a while. But I think, like, Amari Cooper, I think is the most talented, but defenses are so stacked now to take him away that that's what's opening things up for Michael Gallup. Yeah, especially when they play the good defensive teams. Uh, Giants, Bucks. Uh, Giants are in disarray. The Bucks, not much better. Barkley, Ingram, Benny Fowler, I think are all starters. Fowler last week uh, taking the lead with 10 targets. Well, Latimer questionable and Starling Shepard uh, out for now. Fowler is worth at least a flex look, if not more. This might be the only week I say this, but uh, the Bucks are pretty much all plays this week. Chris Godwin at wideout looks for real. Peyton Barber is solid. Mike Evans and the Bucks defense will do well. I, I would start either tight end. I would not start either tight end, excuse me. Uh, O.J. Howard was not even targeted last week, if you can figure that one. Well, in my you know, I, I like that uh, Daniel Jones is getting a start this week. It's, a, to me, the perfect team. It's on the road in Tampa. And with the way he played, I think, in the preseason, he distributed the ball to everybody. And so I think he, Daniel Jones himself is a possible good start this week if you don't have another option at quarterback. Um, and I think, you know, I think this is going to make a big difference, I think, in the Giants' production offensively. Yeah, I think um – you know, the fact that uh, he's going up against the Buccaneers the first week, too. I think that may be really a good positive. Mm-hmm. He's not going up against um, a really terrible team. Yeah, right? exactly. He's not mm-hmm. going up against a team like that or a team that uh, maybe does a lot of different um, uh, schemes, you know, as compared to what the Bucks do. So, uh, Panthers, Cardinals. Okay, so start Cam Newton, DJ Moore, Greg Olson. While Curtis Samuel's a good flex option, um, at least, if not more. I like the kicker, Joey Sly. Now, we don't talk too much ki- about kickers here. but Who? Uh, Joey Sly. He's a rookie <laughs> a- as well. The Panthers' defense is a good pickup this week against the Cardinals. It will either be hot or cold. Uh, you never know which team's going to show up with the Cardinals. Uh, Kyler Murray is a sit this week. I really believe he's a good pickup for, for future games, but I think he's a sit this week against the Panthers' D, and that will affect Kirk and Fitzgerald, but not David Johnson, who should get his 100 yards. If you're borderline on Fitzgerald, start him if you don't have any better options. I like Demir Bird. He might be worth a flex look because the other guys are going to get covered more heavily. I don't know if this is a personal thing, but I just I cannot get on the Cam Newton bandwagon. I know. I don't think there is one, have? but I just can't. <laughs> you haven't liked I, I can't jump on it. No, I think it's just uh, I'm not. I think there's just something uh, something that turns me off about him just in the way that I don't see him leading that team. You know, I think he draws, a, he has a thing about drawing so much attention to himself, and I don't think that's a positive thing for a quarterback typically. So, I don't know. I just, I think D.J. Moore is a solid guy. Greg Olson's, eh, I can't really tell if he's healthy yet or not. So, I, I don't think I would start Greg Olson, but, uh, you know, I, Kyler Murray, of all people, I'm I'm sold on him now as being a potential right. guy to start, at least in the early part of the season before teams get really a comfortable feel for mm-hmm. how, to, how to play defense against Cardinals. Yeah, he had, I know you mentioned the first week he had a good 10 minutes, and yeah. then the second week he had a good game. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I just don't think he's a start this week. I mean, I really like him. I don't think he's a start what this week. What is it about the Panthers. The, the, the Panthers' defense first of all, that I think, scares you off? Uh, I, I think they're, they're a good defense. I think um, they're going to try to take away mm-hmm. Kyler Murray. If they take away Kyler Murray, the only thing they really have to worry about is David Johnson. And David Johnson is, is still good 
good. He's not the player he was a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. But if you take away Kyler Murray, you take away the wideouts. And I think that, um, that that's going to happen this week. And I don't think he's consistent enough yet mm-hmm. in the NFL to, to say, okay, he can make those choices. He can make those decisions and get around that. That's why I wouldn't start him this week. I might. I think I go along with that in terms of who wins and who loses the game. Mm-hmm. But I think in a fantasy world, if they get down, that only improves his. Well, he's going to run his, more. He's going to get numbers more, and he's going to throw more. Person. So yeah, in 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 that perspective, uh, I have to agree with you. So if you do start him, I think I again you're, you're going to get some, I think some volume, mm-hmm. uh, especially if uh, the Panthers Panthers you know um, score some defensive points, mm-hmm. they're going to get more opportunities. You know, the NFL game offense usually gets what 60, 65 plays a game on average. Uh, right. Yeah. yeah. And so if the defense scores. On you, especially early, you're going to get more offensive plays. Uh, so, you know, it, it, you, you could be right there, and I'm not going to disagree with you. Uh, Steelers and 49ers. Steelers hurting right now, but I do, you're going to hear it again, Mason Rudolph this week, even against a tough 49ers defense. Keep an eye on James Conner's injury status if you have him. Uh, you'll want to start James Washington and Vance McDonald. Washington and Rudolph are college teammates. They have a good, solid chemistry already. And Mike Tomlin may try to exploit that. If he does, I think you're going to see uh, uh, James Washington playing more, and that, that's a positive. Rudolph's two touchdowns to McDonald showed confidence there is high. We talked about a couple of weeks ago. We felt that they needed to get McDonald more involved in the offense. It happened. Uh, if Connor is a no-go, then it makes J- Jalen Samuels a definite start. Steelers did pick up uh, Minka Fitzpatrick from Miami, as we mentioned, a former first-round safety. He's a stud. Uh, he'll help, but maybe not right away. A San Francisco side, decide uh, decent games. I would not start any of the running backs, but would start the wide receivers. Pittsburgh's pass defense really looks bad right now, but the run defense is solid. The Niners' D is solid again, and Jimmy Garoppolo is a start as well. Raheem uh, Mostert, uh, I think he is worth a look, uh, despite what I just said about the running backs. (laughs) Well, I think, you know, one of the things that that has caught me these last couple weeks is how dismal things seem to be in Pittsburgh, not just from within the SEALs organization, but mostly from outside. Everyone thinks the sky's falling in Pittsburgh and the season's completely over, but... As you mentioned, I think Mason Rudolph, when you see him being interviewed and see the way he plays, he does not seem like he's buying into this is going to be a dismal season. He's ready to have an opportunity and seize the moment. And where no one's believing in the Steelers right now, I think he does. He reminds me, and I mentioned this earlier, when Ben took over for Tommy Maddox, Ben was the same. He's a rookie. Took him to the playoffs. I mean, he came in and was like, wide-eyed rookie, but I'm just going to go to work. And he took charge. He took charge of the offensive line. He was a leader. And I see Mason Rudolph doing the same thing. I really do. I I watched uh, probably a 10-minute interview with him in Mm -hmm. in the locker room yesterday. And I was really impressed more than I have been already. And I've liked this kid from the start. I mean, from from when they picked him up. Well, I hope it works out because I would hate to come back here next Tuesday (laughs) and and – off of, face a, me. off of a performance <laughs> where Rudolph throws four interceptions and the Pittsburgh loses again. So, yeah, I hope that works out. And I think, you know, like you mentioned with the 49ers, 
they all look solid. Offensively, defensively, everybody's a start in my, my book for the 49ers. Saints and Seahawks. Seahawks defense, uh, it's a start with Drew Brees out and Teddy Bridgewater in. Stick with Alvin Kamara if you uh, have any better receiving options. Uh, you might want to sit the New Orleans wideouts, uh, but definitely start Jared Cook. Michael Thomas is normally a start. Uh, he'll get targets, but I don't trust Bridgewater, which is why I say look for better options if you have them. For Seattle, start Metcalf and Lockett. And Will Disley, uh, to me, is a coin flip this week. Okay. Well, I think I, think I mentioned this a little bit a while back when we first started this, that, uh, you know, Sean Payton is going to now start to direct this offense towards Teddy Bridgewater's strengths, and whereas last week that wasn't the case. Teddy Bridgewater just filled in for an out-of-nowhere injured Drew Brees. Now that Bridgewater gets all the looks in practice, I think Payton's already probably got a, a playbook in mind for that, and uh, that's why I think Kamara's still a start, Michael Tom, uh, Michael. Uh, Thomas is still a start, and Jerry Cook, I think, is, is still a start. Um, as for uh, the Seahawks, you know, I, I, offensively, like you mentioned, DJ Metcalf is fantastic, Lockett, and, um, and I think, you know, Russell Wilson, obviously, is one of the best uh, quarterbacks out there right yeah. now. And, and um, um, the running back, um, Chris Carson. Chris Carson. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I think he's having a decent year and could be, you know um, – yeah, he's one, a, of the, he, one of the top line RB ones this year. Right, he's an explosive type of running back, <clears throat> and I don't think there's any reason if you've got him, why you wouldn't start him. No, no, he, he's a definite start. Texans Chargers, one of your old teams. Uh, this is probably the toughest game of the week for me. Uh, you should start Eckler, who <laughs> went ballistic last week. Uh, <laughs> Rivers needs to start. Keenan Allen, along with Mike Williams, but don't be surprised if they all run pedestrian numbers against the Houston defense. I think the real Deshaun Watson is going to show up this week, so I'd like him to start. And of course, DeAndre Hopkins and Will Fuller. Carlos Hyde is worth a go for at least a flex play, but Duke Johnson, um, you know, I, he, to me, he remains a sit. He's a pass catcher. That's about it. And the Texas D, a definite start. Yeah, I like uh, I like everything you know. You just went over there. I think the Chargers, uh, as long as they've got Philip Rivers throwing the ball, everybody offensively for them is a start. Uh, as you said, uh, Eckler was great last week, along with Keenan Allen's is an amazing receiver to me. He can play inside or outside. He's actually more effective inside. And uh, Mike Williams has got the range to you know, be a, de a huge red zone threat down the field threat, made some great catches last week. So, yeah, I like this game as, just as a matchup and everyone on both sides of the ball. I noticed some guys dropping Mike Williams uh, last night on the waiver wires, and maybe because of the game he had, he w didn't have a, the greatest game. Um, but um, uh, is there something going on with Mike Williams? Only that Phillip Rivers loves looking toward, towards him and, yeah. and throwing the ball. So I don't see anything down – side with Mike Williams. I, I don't get the whole why people would be releasing him off their fancy teams right now because you got, you got 14 games to go. Right. Uh, Rams and Browns. Uh, Rams players all pretty much starts this against the Browns this week. The Browns had a solid game against the lousy Jets, so it's hard to imagine them mm -hmm. being on a great footing, but uh, play the regulars. Chubb, Landry, Beckham. Um, I'm still not sold on uh, Mayfield, though. Well, I... I this is another game that, uh, you know, given the Rams' bad history of playing on Sunday night, you know, the Browns might come out of this game winning. And, and fantasy-wise, I think, you know, yes, it was against the Jets, but they definitely rebounded as an offense, the Browns did, and Baker Mayfield especially. So I think they've, 
what showed up to me against the Jets was they have complete confidence in Mayfield. He's got complete confidence in all the people around him offensively. And, again, I think not only is their offense solid, I think their defense is solid as well. You think uh, that offense is finally up to the hype that was the preseason? Yeah, I think so. I think uh, I, I like the way Freddie Kitchens <clears throat> has responded to all the criticism they received after losing the Titans in week one and having 18 penalties, and they didn't show up that way in this game. And I think, um, you know, moving forward, uh, you know, this is going to be by far their toughest test so far. I don't think the Titans really won the game as much as the Browns lost it for themselves, and I think the Rams are so, I think, advanced more so than many other teams just personnel-wise, fundamental-wise, play calling wise on both sides of the ball. This is going to be a tough test for the Browns. Monday night, uh, Bears, Redskins, uh, Bears, I'm going to let you start off. <laughs> okay, well, I think uh, this is the ideal matchup for uh, the Bears and Mitch Trubisky to get this thing turned around offensively. Uh, he's, to me, he just looks like he's waiting for guys to get wide open. Well, that just doesn't happen. You have to anticipate guys getting open throw it to where you think they're going to be, throw it based on what the, the coverage tells you to do. And when he can start to make that uh, confident move, I think the Bears offensively are going to start to take off because they have too much talent not to. Mm-hmm. So you don't think that this year he's going to break your Bears record for most yards passing <laughs> in the season? <laughs> I'm not saying he won't. I'm not saying he will. What I'm hoping is that he will. And I'm hoping that the Bears – uh, like I said, defensively and every in every way conceivable, they are loaded this year. And so, why if they don't somehow get on a six or seven or eight or nine game winning streak, I don't, something's wrong. You know, I got to ask you. You know, I mean, records are obviously made to be broken. Mm-hmm. You know, and you hold a Bears record, and you know, uh, I know, I, I know you well enough this, that you're going to say it's okay. That's it. You know, but really, does that? When you see that going to happen or when it's about ready to happen at some point, is that going to give you a little, you know, twinge, so to speak? Um, no, not I don't. Not at all. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that that's the way things are right now. But, um, you know, the game evolves and records are broken all the time. And that's just part of life, I guess, in no matter what it is you're doing. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to be part of the Bears history and could say that I played for the Bears and we, you know, we had a few good teams. But, um, you know, overall, it, like I said, these games evolves and I think the, the talent level right now, especially on the Bears, is such that, you know, I think this Trubisky's, I think, going to get things turned around and eventually become the quarterback everyone thinks he's going to be. Okay, here's what I want to see happen, my friend. Okay. He's about to break the record. He's going to break it in the upcoming game. It's a Monday night game or mm-hmm. a Thursday game. We call NBC or our, um, CBS or ESPN, whoever, and said, Eric's going to be at the game. Yeah. And they highlight you in the box. And when the record's broken, they get to interview you. You get to talk. Yeah. And uh, I think that that'd be a perfect scenario. I think that. the even more perfect scenario would be to, for Tabisky to fly me out. Oh, there you go. And then, go, and and, then watch it. Yeah. And, and and he throws a touchdown pass on the record breaker. Exactly. Uh, that would no, be great. No yeah. doubt. And then you could, you know, 
Oh. I like it. Okay. Uh, I'm going to mention one thing about the, the Bears. I, I am starting McLaren for at least a flex play against a tough Bears defense. Paul Richardson is worth a, a look, while Chris Thompson is a decent flex play. I'm not sold on anyone else on uh, on the skins at all. On the Bears, Trubisky, I think might be Not first. even the quarterback, huh? Uh, I, you like him? I'm, I'm not sold. Okay. I'm not against the Bears' defense. I just right. not, not this week. Uh, I know uh, Trubisky might be the first start for me because I'm saying start him too. Montgomery finally getting involved in the offense, so he's a start. As are the wide receivers. Pretty much, I, I'm agree with you. I think any Bears player, uh, along with the defense, is a start this week. They're playing Washington. I think it's about time that uh, they're breaking out. And I, I think you're right. I, I, you know, I tip my hat to you. Okay. Right. Hopefully, we're tipping uh, maybe a beer or two. After yeah, this because game. maybe the Steelers win and the Bears win. So we'll <laughs> <That> <laughs> I'll see you Monday nice. night. That would be nice. Yep. <laughs> there you have it. This week's fantasy football podcast. Join us each upcoming Tuesday for a look at the upcoming NFL games. Uh, you can find us on radio.com, the mobile app, iTunes, Stitcher, Libsyn, and wherever you get your podcasts. The easiest way, perhaps, is just go to our website. That's kramerandbrill.com. And the broadcasts are listed on the podcast page, or you can find them by going to the top of the homepage. Check it out, kramerandbrill.com. You can reach us also, by the way, via the contact. And if you have to want to submit any questions about your team or any questions at all about fantasy football, we'll answer them for you right here on the podcast. Just get the question to us by Tuesday morning. This podcast is property of Brill Productions and any unauthorized use, such as charging for its contents, is strictly prohibited. We do encourage you to share the podcast, however, for free. We give it to you for free. Please share it for free. For Eric Kramer, I'm Bob Brill. Join us next time for Kramer and Brill, a fantasy football podcast.